It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is March 8, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and it's good to be with you. That's great, and thank you. Bill, you know, I was, watching, I was sort of watching the news last week, and, and the things going on, and there's so many things going on in Orlando. There was a commercial telling about the wrestling mania coming to Orlando. My impression was that they're going to have uh, the presidential debate here. <laughs> well, we got some good candidates for that. <laughs> yeah, I bet, you know, sort of embarrassing uh, if other countries are watching. <laughs> But anyway, uh, you know, I hope everybody saw last week's, uh, heard last week's show. I don't know about seeing it, but you can hear it. Uh, last week we had Roy Savage. He's an advocate and owner for Mindful Warriors. Mindful Warriors started as a means to advocate for veterans' issues, help them overcome their adversities, and to facilitate the management of veteran outreach programs. Their motto is continuing the mission so others may live. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you found a news article about the VA Renews commitment to the State Department of Veterans Affairs. Tell us uh, what's going on there. Yes, I did, Gary. And first of all, let me say congratulations to the National Association of State Directors of Veterans Affairs for 70 years being an association representing all of the uh, veterans' benefits and service programs in our states, our territories, and even the District of Columbia, where I guess uh, who do their business there. They do an outstanding job in representing these uh, state programs, and uh, this is an opportunity for our veterans in the various communities visit and learn more about your Department of Veterans Affairs or Office of Veterans Affairs where you are, because there are many programs there that you are eligible to participate in. And again, Bill, you're you're 100% all right on that, uh, especially when there's going to be guidelines drawn up in the near future on what can be done. So it's very important to sign up. It's very important to get any type of claims in. Um, I guess we can leave it at that, unless you have more to say on it, Bill. Well, one other thing, Gary, I would say is they just uh, completed their midwinter meeting in uh, Northern Virginia, and the Secretary of Veterans Affairs was there to renew the Department, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Memorandum of Agreement and working with all of the state programs around the country. That's fantastic. That's great. Now, Bill, you have the pleasure of introducing both our guests. And it is indeed a pleasure, Gary. Uh, We have two guests uh, this morning. Uh, Anthony J. Cancelosi. Uh, uh, Tony is the president of and CEO of the Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. 
Tony's background includes president of ICL, an international software company, and chief executive officer of several for-profit companies. Tony served as the chief operating officer for Key Systems, now Sylvan Learning. He worked in sales for Control Data Corporation. Uh, His nonprofit experiences include uh, International Center for the Disabled, National Kidney Foundation, and Special Olympics. Tony also serves on the board of directors of the Metropolitan District of Columbia Police Foundation, Providence Health Foundation, and is president emeritus of the Association for Corporate Growth. Tony is a member of the Wharton Club, leadership of Greater Washington, and the Rotary Club. He became a Knight of Malta and graduated from the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Citizens Academy. He remains a partner at Human Capital Advisors. And in 2013, Tony was awarded the Lido Club, Civic Club of Washington, D.C. Man of the Year. In 2015, D.C. Council Member and Award Committee awarded the Community Cornerstone Award. Now, in addition to Tony, we have Jocelyn Hunter. And Jocelyn is the Senior Director of Communications at Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind in Washington, D.C. Jocelyn oversees Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind's public relations, including events such as the annual Camp Lighthouse. Jocelyn is a is an act is active on a couple of boards such as the Washington Volunteer Readers for the Blind and the Executive Women International DC Chapters Board of Directors. Prior to joining Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind in February 2005, Jocelyn held a position on Capitol Hill with Congressman Harold Ford Jr. and I believe from Tennessee for several years. Diagnosed with Stargardt's, a degenerative retinal disease, the Memphis, Tennessee native attended the the University of Virginia and earned a BA in government in 2001. Welcome, Tony. Welcome, Jocelyn, to the American Heroes Network. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. I mean, that that was a great introduction. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Now, Tony, why don't you tell us how did how did all this start? What was your passion? How did you find this? What did you uh, you know? How did you make this thing happen? Well, one of the things I could share with you is that Columbia Lighthouse we are going to be celebrating our 116th year uh, on May 17th. So we've been around a long time. And yes. the initiation of Columbia Lighthouse was all about people who had children that were visually impaired and others who were visually impaired of what was going to happen to them. How were they going to earn a living? How were they going to survive in a world of sighted people when they didn't have sight? So creating jobs was the inception, and that's still our mission today is creating jobs. Um, on several years, I've worked with different organizations where I come out of the Vietnam era of knowing 
veterans coming back from Vietnam and trying to reconstitute themselves back into jobs. So I worked for several companies that we worked uh, with those veterans coming back and helping them look for jobs and getting them placed in jobs. And so it started way back 25, 30 years ago when I was involved in all that. And then in the last 10 years that I've been here at the Columbia Lighthouse, uh, I've tried to continue that mission for veterans uh, that are coming back from the various conflicts uh, and helping them look for the opportunities to be placed in meaningful jobs. That's that's fantastic. Uh, how did actually how did uh, uh, you come up with the idea? Uh, I, I know again, it's it's finding the resources for uh, everyone. But how is the community? Uh, what do they think of it? Are they really getting involved with this, or is it something that you know? I've seen commu- I've seen communities that sort of laid back, you know. But we have to make sure. more people aware of what's going on out there. So how does the community in D.C. Uh, uh, respond to this? It's been great response from the counties, like in Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the Workforce Investment Board, and at one of the meetings, we talked about having money available for training for veterans. And immediately we applied for that grant, and we won the grant, and we called the program called Bridge to Work. Uh, Mr. Ike Liggett, who's the county supervisor here in Montgomery County, uh, is a Vietnam veteran. So he had the passion and the desire to look at anyone who would come up with any kind of training programs that are meaningful. Uh, Not only did we create the opportunity for jobs, but also we are also serve at a clinical level. We have our own uh, vision doctors. We have our own medical van. And so we have been serving the community through grants like in Montgomery County to go out and serve homeless veterans uh, in the sense of doing eye exams, making sure that they're being being taken care of in their vision side. Uh, Because we do have an aging population of veterans that we're starting to notice that are getting macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy. So on that clinical side, we're trying to address that. And the cooperation has been great uh, in the Washington region to support veterans at the clinical side, but also getting and helping them get jobs uh, within this this region. Because if you think about it, we have more than 8,000 government contractors here. And these are the people who sell to the federal government who are prime contacts for us to have veterans hired by them and reconstitute them into new careers. That's great. That is great. Now, you just don't work on uh, grants alone, do you? You work also on donations? Well, we work on the big thing for us right now is, and I'll have Dawson elaborate on this too, is we're also a government contractor. Uh, So when we talk about jobs, we're talking about winning government contracts that also include training programs that a veteran can get into that would give them a, a job skill based on the contracts that we win. And we have about seven or eight, we have more than 18, 19 contracts, and we employ, employ over 100 people. Um, those contracts relate to some top secret, secret facilities that we're in we have a White House clearance. Uh, so we work in those areas where we can find veterans who come out of the service, 
have some skills, we can retrain them, and they have some of the clearances, and they can be re-engineered, so to speak, into a new job, new opportunity. Well, it's break time. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. If you're a healthcare professional, you have an opportunity to learn a clinical approach to diagnosis and treatment for TBI, presented by Mark Gordon, MD. Dr. Gordon knows what he's talking about when it comes to TBI. Be sure to check out some of the testimonials on our website. This seminar will be held in Orlando, Florida on May 11th and 12th, 2016. Uh, to learn more, be sure to go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and go into their news section and read more about it. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Tony and Jocelyn from Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. And, Bill, you had a couple questions. Well, a comment first, Gary. Uh, Jocelyn and uh, Tony, I'm sure you're aware in, in running uh, any kind of program, resources are most important, especially money. Uh, it's, it's sort of like the, the gasoline to keep the engine uh, going. Talk to us a little bit about how important that is. Yeah, it's very crucial for our community to continue to support our programs and the works that we do, either directly through providing their skills, their talent, their time by volunteering, or their resources, whether it's generating support from their fellow colleagues to participate in events, to 
have us as their designated charity for a particular time period. For example, one way in which we work to infuse the community into our programs is through our unique fundraising events. In just two months, we'll host our fourth annual Shot in the Dark Golf Classic and Casino Night here in Montgomery County, Maryland on Friday the 13th of May. And it's a wonderful way for people who enjoy golf or who just have a heart for charity, particularly for our community of people who are blind or visually impaired. Our golfers will have firsthand experiences to golf alongside these world champion golfers who happen to have vision loss. There are three gentlemen coming into the District of Columbia for this weekend from across the country who are very skilled. A couple of them learned to golf after they lost their sight, and their skills, their technique is tremendous, and it's just very inspiring. So we have that aspect of the event, and along with it, a highlight is our golf clinic for novice golfers who are visually impaired. They have the opportunity to learn alongside these champion golfers who have vision loss the basic fundamentals of golf. And the novice golfers are paired with volunteer coaches who help them to see the information that they may not actually see visually, making sure that they're lining up properly, swinging to the left, swinging to the right, and going along with them throughout the evening event, which includes the the dinner, the fun, casino gaming, the prizes that can be won as a result of success at the gaming tables. So they become a volunteer coach to a human guide, to helping these individuals enjoy the evening. It's a wonderful event, and proceeds benefit our programs and services, such as our annual camp. We'll host our 57th annual camp for youth, ages 6 to 12, this summer. And proceeds are to benefit our youth programming and other critical services for our adults uh, as well. So Shot in the Dark is an exciting time, and registration will open any moment now. CLB.org is where you can go to find more information about how to register, how to sponsor, how to volunteer. It's a great, great avenue um, Mm -hmm. to introduce yourself to the community and to recognize the abilities of people with vision loss. Well, Jocelyn, that that certainly uh, uh, appears to be a very exciting event, and I'm sure uh, Gary will be happy to talk to you about how we here at the American Heroes Network can help you in publicizing that uh, with our website. Uh, I guess as wide a publication as uh, we can put out there, that certainly uh, gets the word out, and hopefully Mm it will get uh, a lot more people interested in that. So uh, we look forward to that. Now, uh, 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 Tony, uh, you, you, you talked about the uh, aging veterans population, and I'm, I'm, right. I'm very, very much uh, uh, close to that. I'm concerned. I'm a Vietnam veteran myself. 
talk a little bit about the uh, demographics of that population. You know, I, I've discovered that uh, since the uh, Vietnam uh, era and war began and ended today, 75% of those persons serving during that era is still alive. I would oh, imagine yeah. there's a oh, significant, significant number of those individuals who continue to look for employment. Then when you juxtapose to that, you know, with our Korean War veterans who are probably, some of them still very active. Uh, I don't yeah. know so much about uh, uh, World War II veterans, but then dropping down to the, the Gulf, Iraq, and Afghanistan. So how does that demographics fit into the programs with veterans at uh, Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind? Well, I just had this discussion with a couple of uh, vets the other day about this because you're right about the 75%. What Vietnam veterans are faced with are several aging as one. Uh, macular degeneration is, is almost a given for any of us. Um, and then there's other things that came out of Vietnam, prostate cancer and so forth and so on. But if you start to look at this aging population, and we have employed Vietnam veterans. There are veterans that come out of Vietnam want to be employed. So we have been recruiting. Whoever wants to come back to work, we've got these programs that we can reconstitute you into a job. So the demographics in this region uh, is that we've got the aging population, and there's several thousand. If you break it down into Maryland, Virginia, and, and across the country, uh, we also find uh, the homeless population among the Vietnam veterans is still there. And, and I know that's being addressed by the VA Medical Center here in Washington, by having a separate center. Uh, we reach out to, uh, through the counties to provide our medical van to go out and do free eye exams and diabetic retinopathy, but then also discover what's happening to them in reference to vision loss, and then we can help them. Uh, if you come into Desert Storm and you start moving forward, you still have veterans there that are in their 50s and 60s. So we do have an aging population among veterans, at least in our area, are faced with vision loss. If you want to put it into a bigger category, there's 158 million baby boomers, and the Vietnam veterans are in the baby boomer era. I'm in that era. So when you start to think about if there's 158 million, and we've done a lot of research with the VA medical people to determine how many people could lose their sight in this whole population. And we've come up between the various diseases of diabetic retinopathy, obesity, uh, macular degeneration, and other diseases, one in three over the age of 65 could lose their sight. And the frightening part about this demographically and I don't know exactly how many veterans fit into that category, but if you calculate one in three over the age of 65 out of the 158 million, could be almost 50 million people in the year 2020, 2022, when everybody hits that magical age of 65. We would have a real issue that leads to accessibility, retraining, orientation mobility, and new job skills. So the demographics um, 
uh, unfortunately uh, say that we need to do a lot more and help more. But we have been employing uh, Vietnam veterans for a while now, and I want more. I want more. So um, hopefully that kind of gives you an idea. Uh, we've gotten information from the VA over the past of what the actual demographics are for this this region. I just don't have them in front of me. Well, well, Tony, I can tell you a little bit about this, uh, about those numbers. I mean, in the, in the Washington, Maryland uh, uh, area, uh, we've got a, a range of, in, in all of these uh, jurisdictions that's close in here, between 50, uh, 55 and, and 70,000 veterans. In Prince George's County alone, uh, which is the, the largest uh, 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 veteran resident population in the state of Maryland were about seventy thousand veterans. That that that's that's quite a bit of veterans in Northern Virginia. Uh, we we've got them there, but 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 these medical conditions that you mentioned, uh, I, I think another thing fits into this, and I'm sure you've come in uh, to contact with this. A, a very large and significant number of our folks locally and across the, the region are not coming into the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and right. registering and enrolling in health care. At the meeting you and I attended, you probably recall, with about 21 right. million veterans across the country, we've got about... 8.5 million who are right. enrolled in the program, and that's a vast difference there uh, when you look at the, uh, the, the 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 total versus those of enrolled. So that must have an impact also on some of the things that you just mentioned. Yeah, it does. In fact, this is when I mentioned earlier we have a medical van that um, that goes out into the communities, and like in Montgomery County. And even in Prince George's County and Fairfax, we have health fairs, and we try to promote those health fairs. Uh, in fact, we're at a health fair pretty much every weekend somewhere. And uh, primarily right now they're in churches and community centers and so forth. And we do draw veterans to that, to that medical van uh, throughout the communities. But it's not specific enough, other than the two events that we did with Montgomery County, to specifically go out and touch homeless veterans. Uh, we have a group of about 50 doctors that's part of our partnership with the Retina Group of Washington, which these are top-notch ophthalmologists, all board certified, and they've worked with veterans uh, throughout this whole region here. And so we, we provide quality health care, vision care for any veteran that we look at. And we're working with the VA Medical Center here to improve that uh, from the standpoint of quality of life. It's not just looking and saying, oh, you've lost your vision. It's now reconstituting them through orientation mobility, independent living skills. Uh, we have a program called Foundation of Adjustment to Blindness, which means that people who've been lost their sight and have not come to get care, if they do come and get care, we put them through this special training program that teaches them how to cook, how to clean. We might not want to hear that one, but transportation, how to get around, how to go to the movies, how to use a computer, 
that's what we do when we train people. And then they have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm ready for a job now. And we're standing right next to them, helping them get a job. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. That 15 minutes go really fast, didn't it? <laughs> Hope everyone had a chance to check out the VSP uh, channel website. That's the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. They are the nation's first online broadcast televised channel for veterans, their family members, and the veteran service organizations that support them. The warning signs of traumatic brain injury or PTSD and other stress reactions should be something every soldier understands. Every soldier should be able to respond to them quickly enough to save a fellow soldier's life. Right now, they're looking for funding to complete five new episodes that will help our veterans build confidence as they search for a way to transition back to civilian life. The VSP channel can't do this alone, and they need your help. Go to the VSPchannel.com today and learn more on how you can help. They can also be found on the National VA website. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Tony and Jocelyn from Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. And Bill, uh, I guess you and, and Tony are uh, our old friends. And I believe that everybody knows now that you did a TV program together. <laughs> well, 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 we're friends, but we don't want to emphasize that first part that you mentioned, <laughs> old. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Young, but, young friends. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Jocelyn, uh, you yeah. know, as I mentioned, and we continue to mention, that the greatest void in our veterans community like any other community, is a lack of knowledge uh, 
about what's out there and how they can be helped. You being the director, senior director of communications for Columbia Lighthouse of the Blind, tell us a little bit how, how you get out to, to get the word out wherever, whether it's with veterans or in the entire community that uh, you're serving. Certainly. So we work in a variety of ways to communicate directly with the Washington, D.C. region. For example, we still utilize the presence of exhibits where we're out at an expo and we have an exhibit table. It's usually paired with our mobile eye care unit, but if it's not, it's just a table where we provide information and access to demonstrate different technologies that are available for people with varying degrees of vision loss. We utilize social media quite a bit to share our message and to share impactful stories of how people's lives have been transformed through coming through our programs from youth to adults. We share their stories of how they have gained confidence to be very visible. Tony is aware, and um, the community here is quite a fan of one of our young consumers, Brendan, who is very interested in public speaking and being kind of a MC, if you will, and he's caught the attention of a lot of the local entities, such as the Washington Capitals, the local ABC7 news station, and they've recognized his talent. So we're able to, you know, revel in his enthusiasm and talent and spread the word about his ability. And we've seen Brendan grow into a young high school student, and we're very proud of him. And that helps us to continue to encourage and to motivate people who are experiencing vision loss, wondering if they can overcome those challenges. It helps us to reach the caregivers, the friends who are trying to appeal to loved ones to come to us to get the services that they need to move forward and to reach those goals. We also utilize the mainstream media. Last week, we are fortunate to have a story featured in the Washington Post, the health section, about our Foundations of Adjustment to Blindness course, where we teach this platform of fundamental skills, cooking, household management, introduction to technology, Braille, networking with others who are experiencing vision loss, and it was a digital story, including a video, as well as in the print paper last week. And that's another very mainstream, credible outlet to reach so many people, just as we're doing this morning. And we are appreciative to you and Gary for your consideration of Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. But we also use other grassroots methods, such as humans, human to human, not just behind a camera or a computer, where we train board members and volunteers to be our ambassadors, to make people aware that we're still around after 115 plus 
you know, almost 116 years serving the community, and we will continue to serve the community. There are jobs available for people. And if you don't need the service, you can still be of benefit to the organization by rolling up your sleeves and volunteering. If it's not at an event, it can be on an ongoing basis as a reader and visitor in the home of a client, reading mail, or just visiting with him, talking to him or her about current events. Many of the clients we serve in our volunteer program have no family or friends remaining, and they certainly appreciate the generosity, the, the time shared with volunteers. It means quite a bit to them. We host these orientations on a monthly basis, and accommodations can be made if a volunteer is not available on the day that these trainings are hosted, that we can accommodate those schedules. So I employ people listening today if you are retired or if you're trying to gain new skills before you move back into the job market, give us a call. Check us out online and see how you can get plugged in and stay connected to enrich your lives and to, you know, to gain a new skill set. Well, Jocelyn, that is so important, and uh, and getting information out. I, I just quickly, I just like to, to to tell you, you know, from a personal experience. I guess I was about seven, eight years of age, and uh, I spent a lot of time with my maternal grandmother, and um, uh, almost every day she would ask me to look out the the window and to see whether or not. It uh, was appearing to rain. It was so cloudy, so cloudy. And I never, ever was able to make that connection until uh, fast forward uh, uh, with myself personally in discovering then that my grandmother must have had cataracts because Mm -hmm. I've had both uh, 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 eyes uh, 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 to remove cataracts from both eyes. And I said, you know, this had to have been what my grandmother was talking about. And I tell you, it makes a difference after you've been able to have that surgery to restore your vision to the point. I mean, I, sometimes I feel like I'm seeing a lot better now than I was able to see when I was seven years of age. So that's <laughs> so important in so many areas there for veterans, everybody in this community, Because, and I say veterans because we are almost reluctant in a lot of cases to go in to get health care, and, and I think that reflects in the numbers who uh, have or have not uh, come in and uh, registered or enrolled in the VA's health care. Right. And another way that CLB outreaches to individuals that in the future will be in decision-making fields or in the healthcare field, we have an ongoing partnership with Georgetown University's Medical School, where we are one of their community partners, where we provide students an opportunity to receive service learning hours and credit towards their graduation from medical school. And we just completed their term this past January, and six first-year students shadowed our clients our trainers, and they had just an overwhelmingly clear experience of the existence 
of people with vision loss, how they overcome challenges, and what the gap is in terms of, in many cases, doctors, healthcare providers not giving full information to what is available if you are diagnosed with diabetic retinopathy or age-related macular degeneration or glaucoma, what can be done, what's on the other side, um, and that it's not as dark as it may seem. So these students were so compelled by their experiences, their interactions with the clients, that they created this little handout to give to the ophthalmology department there at Georgetown Medical. And we look forward to continuing our partnership, and even more so, we look forward to the impact that these once first-year medical students will make in 10, 20 years to benefit the needs of the clients we serve. That is amazing. Sure is. Now, I say that I was, you're only in the D.C. area, correct? Right. So, yeah, we serve the Washington, D.C. region. Okay. Now, what if I lived outside the area? Is, is, can you refer me to any place that's even close to what you do? Yes. Or so you let's the, take your state, your home state, or your current state of Florida. There uh-huh. are several lighthouses down in the state of Florida rendering uh-huh. Super programs and services for people with vision loss. And we often get calls or emails or posts asking if we could recommend a similar agency in a friend or a parent's home state of Florida. And we do oblige, and it's reciprocated. Often agencies in Chicago or in other parts of the U.S will recommend volunteers, clients to Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind for services. And the volunteer piece really works well. A lot of the volunteers we recruit have come to us because they've had experiences at the Miami Lighthouse or the Lighthouse in New York City, and they relocate to D.C., and they want to continue that experience firsthand. That's phenomenal. That is great. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Do you feel your merchant account is taking money out of your pocket? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national merchant service company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give him a call right now. He will save you money. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Tony and Jocelyn from Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. Uh, Jocelyn, how do you go about recruiting uh, for the organization? So through multiple means, we have a director of, or a senior director of government services, and we have our you know, traditional director of human resources. And through the government contracts that we have, we often have opportunities to hire specific skill sets, whether it's contract closeout or accessibility, 508 accessibility, testing and remediating websites to make sure that they are accessible for all um, users with different types of software that gives them the information that's communicated on the monitor of the computer. So those are very specialized positions that allow us the opportunity to stay networked within the community, whether it's um, different local chapters comprised of people with vision loss or whether it's across the U.S. reaching out to other agencies who may be aware of individuals with such skill sets interested in relocating to the district. It's also being very available and present at some of the exhibits I mentioned earlier, some with more of a job fair focus. Being connected to agencies, state agencies, where they are working with clients and directing them to jobs um, after they've completed their necessary training. Tony is an active member on um, the area's workforce sports, um, and he may want to talk a little bit about his experience on those boards in um, elevating the visibility of people with disabilities. Right. 
the every state pretty much has a workforce investment board, and fortunately here we're kind of close to three states. Uh, I, uh, well, District of Columbia is not a state yet, but we have to say that. But anyway, but being that close, uh, I've sit on all three boards, uh, and I'm very fortunate to do that. And but it gives me the opportunity to know exactly what we're doing with these one stops. We call them for veterans to go in and get jobs. Every one stop, there's a preference for people with disabilities and veterans so that when they walk in to apply for a job, they have a preference to get processed as quickly as possible. Uh, the programs that Jocelyn's talking about is in partnership with the federal government and that we employ over 100 uh, individuals in those contracts, we also have created the opportunity for veterans. Just to give you an example, we have a program called Digital Data Scanning that we do scanning for the federal government. And we are ISO 9001 certified with that technology, but also our intent was when we were getting grant money for these programs, we were looking at the potential, if that business grows as much as we think it's going to grow, we would be able to get some of the people who have been working on those projects to spin off and start their own small business. And this is something we've been talking about, is how do we create small businesses for veterans using the type of contracts that we have now? And digital data scanning is one of them. Uh, the other is the 508 accessibility of training people to access websites and so forth they can work right from their home to do that. And the part that Jocelyn was talking about of bringing veterans from across the country to Washington, D.C., uh, our mayor here, uh, Muriel Bowser, is really putting money into homelessness and affordable housing because me, people would say, gee, I'm, I live in Oklahoma, and I'm not going to move to Washington, D.C. It's too, I can't afford to live there. So we're trying to kind of break the barrier of housing uh, to get people to come here where the jobs are and good government jobs, good local jobs, but giving them the whole, uh, we're calling it top to bottom, cover the whole veteran. And so that if we're going to give them the opportunity to get a job, let's get them the housing, let's get them the things that they need in order to prosper. That's right. That's right. And Jocelyn, why don't you go ahead and give us your, the URL for the website and also maybe the volunteer hotline. <laughs> Certainly. Thank you. So our web address is clb.org. And if you would like to contact us directly, you're more than welcome to call us at 202-454-6400. You can also send us emails at info, I-N-F-O, at clb.org, and that's B as in boy. So our web address, again, is clb.org and 202-454-6400. We look forward to hearing from you. All right. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left, and it was a pleasure having you both on our show this morning. Uh, Tony? Yes? what, What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Well, two things. One, this show is definitely something that's so important to veterans, but also important for them to hear all the great things that are happening to support them and making sure that they have an equal opportunity 
to get back into any kind of job they would like. And for me, it's to say to them, seek out all the opportunities that are available to you and just go for it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And uh, Jocelyn? So thank you all again for your consideration of Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. Thank you listeners out there for taking time out of your busy days to listen to us. And we encourage you to call upon us to get more information or to get activated in our programs. Or even again, if you do live in another part of the country, part of the world, let us know how we can help you um, where you live so that we can direct you. And we wish you all the best and stay encouraged. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, Bill? Well, Tony and and Jocelyn, thank you very much for being with us today uh, and taking time out of your busy day to uh, get this message out to our uh, our listeners in in, in the audience. You do a great job, an outstanding job. It's certainly our pleasure to have you here today. And, uh, Tony and Jocelyn, again, uh, 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 as Tony knows, that we're working on some uh, other programs with our Capital Engagement Board, and uh, of which Tony is the uh, uh, co-chair, and uh, th- that's going to be the best in the nation. So, uh, Tony, you certainly can come back and talk about that again soon. I would love to. Definitely. And once again, it was a pleasure having you both on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com radio. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the website, and you will hear all the archived shows also right off your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of